This is Nicole. This is Rose. And this is Daniel. And we are a podcast to magically disappoint our parents in our Kapatid Siblings Edition. Naman. How y'all been doing though? Aside oh. from the disappointment. Yeah. Well, I went back to work. So oh. that's why I'm like um really tired. <laughs> like this is my first day off in five days. Wow. Um so um a big um F you to all the shoppers coming in the store. Um, I'm not trying to get fired. So, I mean, I think folks know where I work, um, right. a clothing retailer, um, and a big <laughs> F you to everyone who comes in not wearing a mask and is expecting For that things are quote unquote normal. So right. F you, F right. you. I don't get how people are so like ready to jump right back in and like, you know, act like nothing is going on or happening. Like, I feel like it's a lot of like escapist methods that are just like, this is not the time for like retail shopping is not something you need to do in person right now. It's not essential shopping. And at least it's not Ross folks that don't, um, or can't handle being inside their homes. Right. Or so like they're, it's just so selfish and, um, it, I am so mad every time I go into work. I mean, I'm thankful for, um, the opportunity to work mm-hmm. as fucked up as that sounds um, because you know we live in a capitalistic society so like living ain't free um, right. but yeah F you shoppers thank you yeah I mean yeah for real um, I guess retail therapy has a different meaning right now it's, it's not therapy actually it's I not. mean okay. I would- doing it online because I thought that was the safest way but you know I do feel bad for people who are doing deliveries because I just started doing deliveries myself right so like uh, deliverers for real so uh I actually started doing Postmates y'all uh yesterday was my first day doing Postmates and uh I am focusing on doing at night because you know this Vegas weather is like too intense. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's starting to warm up, y'all. And you know how it be on the tires. It really be hard on the tires. And I was like, nah, I ain't gonna do that like afternoon mm-hmm. lunch rush. But right. I will say it is really entertaining to see how many people love Del Taco at like eleven PM. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's kinda cool. And those specific people who don't tip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know. Yeah. I mean, I was, the only nice thing was the one person who took me $7 to get them their whole uh, vegan, like, late night meal. And I was like, Dang. thank you, the one person. Shout out shout to out the vegans this one time. Yeah. Shout out to the vegans. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's the hustle. It's what you got to do. What about right. you, Daniel? Um, I've... I've been going on hikes because the national, some of the parks have been like opening up, but then like I realized that also a lot of people like went, especially this weekend, and I'm like, God mm-hmm. damn, God, get away from me. <laughs> so then like, I, I can't, like, I can't, we can't have nice things right now. We no, can't. we cannot. <laughs> we can't have nice things right now. So what I've just been doing is um, staying home and watching YouTube. 
How <laughs> responsible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all these good samples of um, still social distancing. Um, well, on my end, next week is a huge week for me in terms of running a leadership program remotely for the first time. Um, and, and I'm trying to be a different gene, y'all. 2020 gene is trying to be different. So I gave my staff the entire week off before we have to plug in. Wow. Um, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it was a huge decision. And I just know that um, um, like mandating rest and space for that is going to be different. And I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Whenever I feel anxious, I take a nap. That's new gene. That's new gene. I was gonna say, like, what does new gene do? Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, naps, <laughs> recuperating. Yeah. So it's yeah, me. no. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, um, it is towards the end of May, and um, I just want to do a small shout out for like, hey, um, in the past two weeks of Asian Pacific Heritage Month, we got up to like two thousand downloads in two weeks. Uh, y'all. Who are you? And thank right. You. Also, um, what was this thing with Spotify? There was oh, a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a thing with Spotify. Rose, can you explain? Okay, so as you all know, it is AAPI month, correct? And uh, Spotify did this really did this really dope um, like a uh, category uh, in honor of AAPI month, and we were under Asian. Pacific Islander Women Voices, uh, with a list of other amazing podcasts. Shout out to them. Um, there is a special collaboration. I don't want to go ahead and say too much, you know, without giving it away, but uh, <laughs> be on the lookout for a collab. Spoilers. All right. So, spoilies. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it was something else to get a text from Gene, be like, just a screenshot of seeing our podcast at one of the forefront of like API voices, you know? And just to think that, you know, we're like, we're just a little over a year old and to know that we're making that type of impact, all of us here, you know, it's amazing. It's, I still can't believe it, you know? I had like discussions with other people who were like, like, this is so dope. I can't believe this. Like, you know. Go Las Vegas. And I'm it, like. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, Las Vegas is never, ever, like, really on the map in terms no. of, like, no. um, Apame re <laughs> representation. I mean, like, Las Vegas <laughs> definitely likes to um, tout itself as, like, uh, we have the highest number of uh, growing demographics and we are <laughs> uh, model citizens and we do not do crimes <laughs> And we all have white collar jobs. So give us this money from right. the federal government. Um, right. And so for something as not um, like, I don't know, like um, this is like a very small production. Yeah. We started like Jean and Rose started, started out just like recording on a phone in a room. Um, An iPhone 6. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then to be highlighted by Spotify um, for the types of discussions that we engage in, like, is pretty cool. Yeah, so, I have and, to thank. Yeah, thank um, you. 
for I think uh, all of y'all look inviting us. Honestly, no, no, no. I'm I'm very thankful for everyone in this room, especially after going on a hiatus. You know how like exponentially Bruja Baddies has grown. You know, right. it's it's a phenomenal feeling to know that. Like, it's not just, like, this is something I discussed with a couple of other people before, right? It's, like, it's not necessarily about the numbers, but knowing that we are at least making an impact every day, you know, and it's always new. Yeah. Um, a lot of our new listeners had to listen to the latest episode, which was microaggression. So, Ooh. it's a trap, y'all! We got you! <laughs> <laughs> now you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Amazing job on that one, everyone. Y'all learned. So what is today's episode, siblings? This episode is about siblings. Yikes. <laughs> um, I think I might be the only one who didn't grow up with siblings. Uh, mm. Well, like, so I, I have half siblings, but I didn't grow up with them. So I, I pretty much, like, function like an only child, which Heather will tell you I am pretty, like, very much an only child. Um, and so I'm very interested to hear about how y'all navigate your siblings. I guess like to start off, like, how do we come to this, um, this subject? I think we were just like spitballing ideas after recording one day. And then something about like grass or something. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jean's brother was being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I know listen. I listen? know my mom listens to this show, so but I'm gonna be all all the way real, mom. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> um, so it was just it. here's the story. So we it was just the beginning of the quarantine, and I was really I'm building my Pinterest board of motivational things to get me through this. And so I put a little uh, meme up, and I'll read it to all of y'all because it meant so much to me. And I thought like, oh, this this depicts surviving this time, right? So this is the, this is the quote I posted on all my social media. I know this may sound odd, but one of the best feelings in the world is when you finally fall out of love with someone who hurts you, when you can think of them and feel nothing. It's like waking up in the darkest nightmare and realizing you can survive anything. Classic so gene, right? Cla- classic gene, long know. ass quote. <laughs> post. Unapologetic. Rammed. LDR, right. So F feed. I, I post it. And the first person to troll on me is my brother. Yikes. Um, he's like, I need to see receipts. You didn't date anyone besides Koi. Uh, yeah, whatever. You don't know anything about relationships. And he's just, he's going at me in this thread on Facebook. And you know, all of y'all can see this. And um, I, start, I, start to, I start to come back too, right? I start going for low ball in like. <laughs> oh, it's so great. I love it. <laughs> so um, then, you know, other friends, even Nicole, hopped into my DMs and was like, what is going on with your brother? And um, I was really, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've been trained to come back with uh, low blows at my brother. And mm-hmm. so one of them, he was running out of things to say to me um, in terms of trying to figure out if I even have like a sexual history. And I was like, I don't need to tell you that bullshit. Anyway, besides the point, my brother runs out of insults and he's just like, well, whatever, you have, you have weeds in your yard. <laughs> And like, I don't think that's anything, that's, right? that's such a low blow. Right. I, don't, I was just like, get off my lawn, you troll, right? That's the last thing I say to him. And I say that to my, my sister next. <laughs> I delete that from my brother at the top of the, at the start of the quarantine. And um, yeah, I just felt like I felt all the insides of like, 
this like you know I mean I felt really like activated mm. anxiousness and so I uh yeah I I'm really glad that friends checked in with me and I'm really <laughs> glad I had the courage to to exam on him and I even had friends like Nicole step in and was like mm, not really but the moral of the story is um I was the my lawn was the eye of my family like people actually drove by and was like that bitch does have weeds like so um that's like, strong what's the in family, that's it's strong in family even for something as minimal as that so um Sometimes I think I won in that story, and others will tell you I lost. So. Where are you at with your brother now? So, um, <laughs> three weeks ago, he hugged me in apology because my mom stepped Aww. in. My mm. mom, yeah, my mom usually don't step in. That's her golden boy son. But she was, I told her, I was like, look, I can't go over there because my brother made me feel like really shitty after a motivational quote that doesn't compel me and that doesn't show me that they miss me by them being mean to me it does not and mm-hmm. so my mom straight up went to him and was like your sister thinks you've been an asshole so um do do better and like that's really out of character for my mom she usually is like a go along get along kind of person so for her to intervene at 32 <laughs> not too late for your parents <laughs> So that's why, um, you know, this particular episode means a lot to me because um, quarantine can amplify tensions that already exist. Daniel and uh, Daniel knows. (laughs) And that's my story. How about y'all? Well, okay, for me personally, I I didn't talk for my to my sister for like two and a half weeks, like. We we Same. got like here's the difference. I live with my goddamn sister, <laughs> so okay. I won't get into too many details, but it got to a point like we were like it was a fight during Easter, right? And it just blew out of control, and it was just like when me and my sister fight, like it can be very very toxic and very right. unhealthy on both sides. So like she's like. I'm also in the wrong in this one, and I will admit that, you know? Fair. Not only because she's probably listening in the other side of the room, <laughs> but just just to be humble and be very real, you know? But, like, I feel like when it comes to siblings, like, right? Like, we literally go for whatever we can pull out of the freaking, like, skeleton closet. Like, behind the skeletons, we, we pull out all the stops, right? And, like, we literally did that during that fight, and it was again, this was during quarantine, mm-hmm. lockdown, and, you know, it, it really hurt, like, me, and, like, my mom was really upset, because she was trying to break it up, but it was, like, to the point, where, like, we wanted to, like, physically hurt each other, you know, Oof. and, like, that comes from a lot, of, like, that's, a, that's another box of trauma that, like, you know, like, is in there, but, uh, we didn't talk for two and a half weeks. I, like, did not eat with the family. I just stayed hauled up in the room, and then I, like, waited until, like, past midnight at 2 a.m. when everyone's Ooh. asleep to go crawl down the stairs <laughs> and then go get food because I was like, I don't want to see her. She probably doesn't want to see me. I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way. I want to be like a ghost, you know? But after a while, like, you know, it came to a point where we both, uh, you know, had to eat at the same time and see each other. And then, like, it came down to when we had a conversation about our finances. Because, again, I'm the only one working in the house. She's not working. 
her partner's not working, my mom's not working, you know, the unemployment, there's only one person who's receiving the unemployment check right now, which is my, like, you know, my sister's boyfriend. And my mom hasn't been able to get through because of, like, you know, like, residential alien issues to unemployment, which became another layer of, like, mm -hmm. angst and anger and anxiety from all of us. And then as we're talking about these, you know, like, we said something funny. It was just talking about, like, you know, our mom and her boyfriend at one point <laughs> and finances. And then, like, I just started crying and I said, I'm sorry. And then she started crying and it just became a whole, like, hug fest. And it's just weird how, like, we were able to, like, cry and then apologize right away, you know? Like, two and a half weeks of just anger and things and not talking and, like, just being in each other's space, you know? And I also, yeah. like, part of it was also, like, I need to give my sister room to, like, you know, be angry, to vet and grieve because, like, I don't know. When it comes to sibling dynamics, it is very... What's the word I'm looking for, y'all? You know touchy. What I mean? It's very touchy. And like you like your sibling knows you very well, you know what I mean? Like like in the ways of the, your temperament, usually, right? Because you both have inhabited a space, right? That's, you know, considering like a traditional like household of like you grew up with a sibling, you shared this and this, <laughs> or you had to be like the younger one and you had to go ahead and grab all these like things from them and try to obtain this information and they were like a guide to you or vice versa in which you had to be the older sibling, be the example. And then at times I feel like whenever we look at certain like memes or vines or any posts talking about siblings, it's always like this like blame factor or irritation coming from both sides of like, you know, the younger sibling being the spoiled one and the older sibling have to take on all of the responsibilities. Mm. And then at the same time, like, there's, like, this thing with younger siblings who are, like, always feeling like they are either being undermined or, like, you know, like, not feeling a certain connection to their older sibling due to that, like, fracture. Does that make sense, everybody? Yeah, so, I could... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead uh, well, I was going to say, like, so, Jean, what is your... Um, who's older? <clears throat> Uh, my brother is older, but I am treated like the older sibling as the young. Mm. Yeah. And then Rose, how many are you? Um, okay. So the, here's the thing. My sister is my full <laughs> sister, right? But then I have like six other half siblings in the Philippines. Mm. But she, yeah. She's older than you? Oh, uh, yes. By four years. Okay. And then Daniel? I'm, I'm the oldest, so I'm I have the panganay effect. Hey, um, so like I, I, can you explain that more? Yeah. So um, being being firstborn in like the family, like I have this Filipino responsibility to like not only take in my parents when you know like mm -hmm. I when when like I'm older and then they're like about to retire and I'm like mm -hmm. yeah I want to do that for my parents because that's what like they've done to me but at the same time I'm just like I like living alone mm -hmm. I like not having that mm -hmm. responsibility to like um to take care of my parents um it's it's you know like that whole like Phil the Phil am kind of like balancing of like your identity like you want to yeah. you want to follow the traditions because that's what my mom is doing right now she's the panganay and my grandparents are, are, are living with like with our family in Alaska um right. but then also like the American side is just like mm, yeah let you've lived <laughs> on your own for a while like and you like your privacy and you like you like your distance from your parents and I want to do that and like I like sometimes when I would go on a walk I'd be like 
there's a senior like a senior living like place right next to my apartment maybe that's maybe that's what my parents and I was just like what am I doing like I'm getting a house and I'm gonna house my parents but then also I'm just like oh god I don't like I don't I don't think I could do that <laughs> um so that's the Pangane effect or that one part of the Pangane effect and then like the second part would be like if you have siblings like me um so I have two I have a younger brother um and then have a younger sister and we're like spaced out too so then like I'm about five years older than my brother and mm. then I'm about 10 years older than my sister mm. so wow. then I just became like the natural babysitter yeah um and at I mean like that's how I got closer with my siblings but also that's how I saw like their demon side um mm. because um I just saw them growing up from you know like when they were babies um but I've also started thinking about this a lot more too, especially like during quarantine, especially just like growing up. Um, it's It sucks to like say it this way, but like I feel like I've paved a lot of the way for mm-hmm. for my um, for my siblings because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like because um, your parents are tired by the time your siblings. <laughs> Right. Or at a point to do whatever. Right. Like and the like, substitute teacher. <laughs> substitute. Sometimes I would even say like surrogate parent. Yeah. Right. Because like sometimes my, my, my parents would be like, um, Daniel, can you help your brother out with like this application? Or like, oh, your sister's um, having a hard time right now with, you know, her friends. Can you like, bruh, like those are your kids. <laughs> I've, yeah. like, I've done my work. And I'm still working through, like, myself. They got to go figure that shit out. Yeah. But then also, I'm just like, oh, I, I love my sister so much. And she's having a hard time. So, I'm, um, oh, update. My sister um, and I are now talking. Hey. How so long was it? Um, approximately, like, a month of just, like, not talking to each other. Um, and, I mean, like, she's also revealed that, um, there was a lot, like, happening, too. I mean, like, this is, again, like, her first pandemic. She didn't know how to, like, really realize what was happening and to, like, understand what was happening. Um, so there was a lot of things, like, going on. Um, and she finally, like, explained it to me. Um, yet, I feel like I also didn't need an apology from her because um, because I understood what, like, what was potentially happening like or what was happening like to her and what was um what was going on in her head but also I knew that my sister was like very much like my father very stubborn and will Mm -hmm. not apologize so I just took that as an apology isn't that crazy Mm -hmm. like there are times when like I know like the same thing with my sibling like I know they are not gonna be the first one to apologize like and just knowing that, like, I'm going to have to be the one who says sorry first or the one who kind of, like, shows that, like, emotional vulnerability first. Right. That's my own dynamic with my sister. Like, I'm really happy that y'all are talking, though. That's yeah. great. Sometimes I like to think of the little competition. Like, I wonder, like, no, no, no. I'm going to be, like, I'm going to drag this out because she's not going to win this not talking thing for her. Right. Ever. But so. what's nice about being the panganay, though, is that, like, my parents have stopped <laughs> bothering me. Mm. Wow. They have stopped about I think it's because they know that like I'm doing my shit and that's it. Like whatever whatever I'm doing. And I think this is also part of like them realizing that I'm now an adult that like they have to just trust whatever I'm doing. 
Whereas so now all of like the focus is on like my, my younger brother and younger sister. And I'm just like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's weird. That's funny. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's the same thing for anybody else, but like that, that's what kind of happened with me and my sister at first, you know, before like we separated from my dad, we always had this conversation, who's going to take mom and dad, you know? So who's going to take care of them? Because like, I like, Thinking about how retirement is these days and like the cost of retirement, like, oh, like, and especially coming from an immigrant household, like, it's kind of like, my mom calls it the house of the ages, you know, like, that's what she always refers to, like, retirement homes, assisted living, oh. you know, and that's what she calls it, like, and she just, she has never wanted to be put into that position, you know, she's always been like, I want to do this my way. I want to live my life my own way, but it goes, it goes against, you know, me and my sister's way of living too, because it's like, well, eventually, you know, and we all get to this point, you know, you can't keep, you know, living your way of life and you can't sustain yourself because of your health issues that may happen. Your money is not enough to sustain you either. So, um, it's always been this back and forth thing with my mom and like me and my sister, like who, like she's too stubborn. I I don't want to take her like, and this is like, well, like, I don't want like, it like, it kind of like, when I think back on it, these discussions with my sister, like they, they started to change and evolve as like we grew older. And now my sister has taken on the role of being that, you know, the, (laughs) the one who to take in the parents of Pug and I, all right and I never knew there was a term for that you know in our language so that was really cool to like know that there's a term for that you know the person who takes in like the parents towards retirement so um you know for now like I think my sister's leaning into that role and she already assumed that role whereas I am like kind of like like my thing is like I can't do that role because I'm not stable. I don't have a salary job. I don't have, I don't even have my own like health benefits for myself. I don't know how I could help take care of another person, you know? So I feel like that may be a case by case basis, but it definitely has some effects in where like you feel like a disappointment to your parents and it it becomes a thing about like sibling rivalry and but that's why I'm kind of like thinking about that. So, you know, um, what about you, Jean? So I have a, a very peculiar, uh, in comparison to both of you, um, I think that it's really hard because my brother isn't Daniel at all, right? Like, and to his own right, like he abandoned the idea of being the one who is going to be the one to house them like very early on. And basically, both of my parents are very independent where they don't, they basically still see us as very small children. And so mm-hmm. they do not want to be taken care of by the two of me and my brother who are very small children, no matter what we do, even if I own my own home or whatnot. So I get it. I get um, that I will give my parents enough credit to be like, they want to break away from having to be um, that, um, that legacy of uh, of caretaking. They're just kind of like, whatever, I'm going to take my retirement and peace out and travel and get away from you kids. So I get that. And maybe they're in that prime where they can stay and they're trying not to show hurt or dependency um, because they've had to be those people to their own families. Um, so I do give them that. that. But um, in conjunction with my brother, um, it's 
it's very contentious because um, my whole life I've idolized my brother. Like, you know, I thought mm. that, wow, he has a lot of like male privilege, right? Golden boy son, he can get B's and C's and not get in trouble. Um, all these things, he doesn't have to like, he doesn't have to really take ownership of one thing and, um, and they'll still love him unconditionally, right? And um, if we're fighting, he doesn't get spanked, I do, right? And so I, I was just like, my whole life, in, um, I looked up to him, then I wanted to beat him. And then even if I feel like I have exceeded in some respect, there's still that, there's still that safety net of love for him at all times, right? Like um, he's still in the middle of figuring out his career and whatnot, which I helped him with, right? Like, uh, and every time we're in a social circle, people think that because I have such a control of the situation, having spent years under his stardom um, from my parents that they're like, oh, that must be the bitter old, older sibling, but I'm not, I'm the younger sibling. And um, I, I think it's just really hard because like, I think my parents do think I'm competent, but at the same time, um, they don't give me that kind of leniency they give my brother ever. And I think that's gendered. As far as, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Because like daughters don't do things, like they don't step out of line. Right. Um, but like, that's so interesting that you say that because I met your brother and your dad at an event mm-hmm. and I don't get that vibe. But, I mean, because I, like, I only know you and I right. like had very little um interaction with your mom but like a very different interaction with your mom like your your mom reminds me so much of my mom um and but I don't what am I trying to say here is that like you are your own person and so like you talk about this um like treatment of um like your brother is the golden boy or Mm -hmm. whatever, or that, and you are like living in his shadow, but like you are not (laughs) like you are your own person. And I like, I don't, that's so wild. Yeah. I don't see that. um, You raise a good point because over the past three years, uh, my parents have shifted in their um, sense, sense and sensibilities about feminism Mm. Um, because you know they started like my dad and brother were like well I mean Gene they're they're now singing the 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 song like Gene can do anything that's something Gene would do if they walk into a municipal building they'd be like well Gene would have been on that wall you right so like in that fight of like to the top you know um they've they've softened over time which is you know I mean if as much as my mom also has growth I think they do but um when I was even playing the podcast for them when it started they're like roll their eyes like here's another fucking gene project you know so I get it I get where um, it can be a lot I can be a lot I think it's also like to kind of like twist this into like the parents perspective I think it's also um, interesting how parents see their kids relatively Mm -hmm. right where they like kind of like what Jean said about how um, like that her brother is like the golden child um I would say that, like, my parents had also, like, put me as that, like, that, like, golden poster child, and then when I came out as gay, I became kind of, like, oh, um, so that became kind of, like, like, nope, um, and then they've started kind of, like, 
turning their focus over to like my sister who's like showing like like promise as like you know like this like athlete as this like you know like this genius but then sometimes when I go home and have discussions like with my parents um it'd be like oh so like your brother like he doesn't know what he's doing blah 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 and all that stuff or like no you're the smart one and I'm like "Mm, do not ever say that to me Right. And don't you ever say that about your own son and my brother. Like, don't compare us. Like, we're right. two different people. And then sometimes, like, my parents too would be like, well, you know, Hannah's, like, the the youngest. And, you know, she, like, she might get hurt. And I'm like, have you seen her play basketball? She's a superstar. Let her be. <laughs> like, just, I'd like, I, like, so there's that, like, relativity. But also, right. I feel like, again, going back to, like, uh, the gender politics of like being in a Filipino family too mm-hmm. like let us be like mm-hmm. stop putting your stop putting your I mean I don't want to say tradition but like stop putting your like old-fashioned um like thinking into like today because it, it's not gonna work right it is a very like um like what is traditionally our culture and what right. is like something that has been taught to our people to believe as a culture. So true. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess like the whole concept of like housing your parents once they get to a certain age, like I like, I get it. Like my grandma lived with us. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, but like, I don't know, like you don't have to do that. (laughs) Like, like you can and can, and don't like, you don't have to do that. Um, but I, I see the necessity of it. Um, if it, like, if it is a necessity, I see that, um, like for sure do it. But I like, there is a, like the pressure to do that is like, where is that coming from? Right. Um, Because I mean, it's 2020 and right. Like, um, retirement is not, a thing for most people who are supposed mm-hmm. to be retired right now, right? Like <laughs> right. Rose's parents, my parents, like all our parents are probably still working if they're not retired. Um, so I don't know. I, I would just love to see like um, a, sh- a shifting of ideas. Like we can still value or like we can be compassionate towards our parents and our siblings, but not have to, um, hold on to like I don't know colonistic right. ways of communication and yeah. what, like um, capitalistic values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like especially when it comes to being the you know cup and um like there is something to be said about like the expectations that you know you're raised with because like they're lightly sprinkled as you grow older. Like, you're going to take care of me when you grow older, huh? Right? Like, that's what my mom was doing to me, you know, and my sister. And just thinking on, like, you know, how we start establishing those boundaries, right? Because we do want to go ahead and establish clear things. I feel like this has turned into something totally, like, you know, but, like, thinking about how we are establishing these boundaries being raised with one another and uh, like, like trying to install like a form of communication that will help, you know, work out as a family, especially in these discussions with our older siblings, you know, our younger siblings. 
I feel like that's really important, you know, going forward if we want to see any changes, because again, like a lot of our, like, you know, our parents should be in a time, like Nicole said, to retire, but like they either do not have the finances, they're mm-hmm. still working and like our own personalities and our indiv- individualities as like either second gen, third gen, even first gen plays a huge role, you know, in a place where the expectations are you throw like like and this is something that like my fellow friends have said to me like you're gonna put your mom in a retirement home right i'm like um where did that expectation come from yeah catherine you know like and it's really hard to kind of like to tell my friends who are typically petite that like it's just not an option that like my mother or like my dad at the time wanted to consider and it's not something I'm readily, like, you know, thinking of jumping on, especially because of my culture. It's really weird to, right. like, you know, figure that part out. Um, I, I, I want to share my two cents on this because I'm really thinking about my own peers. I'm thinking of all of you and our listeners when it comes to this, like, end of the road, right? This end of the road of, like, he, she, they, oh, me. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be really discussed in Filipino families is shared labor. Like, um, I mean, let's collectively take care of our health. Let's collectively talk about um, transparent fis- fiscal spending, right? Like there's a lot of like hiding in funds or spending everything and then leaving my debts to my children. Like yeah. that needs to mm. be discussed and communicated instead of, you know, wasting on both ends. And so I think, something I'm encouraging and this is a theory I'm throwing out there it's not set in stone that I'll try to practice in my own life is uh, shared labor like um, because even as even as me as somebody who is getting older I do kind of still want to be able to like live on my own like as Daniel says Um, uh, and I do think you know having also grown up with a grandma in my home it helped me understand and cope with um current today's current ageism you know because I I was exposed at a young age to an elderly person and so when I'm in a crowd I'm cognizant of elderly people and I think that's to my Lola so um yeah I just shared labor should be a conversation throughout family life times yeah because it's never a conversation it's always like (laughs) no um it's assumed (laughs) that the, (laughs) the older or with the eldest would do it. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's, uh, it's tough. What about you, Daniel? Any, um, any not solutions, but maybe recommendations. Yeah. Thinking about, um, the stress we put on each other is especially, okay. When we think about the quarantine and we think about APIME month, we think about, um, like, how are we taking care of each other? versus how are we panicking in this terrible time? So right, like right. these tensions are are really showing their asses out, you know? <laughs> they truly they, they truly are and they stink. <laughs> Bye. Um I think for me, um my recommendation would be just to um <laughs> keep your siblings in check as as long as you're also keeping yourself in check. Um I mean, like your siblings are one of the, you know, one of the people or one of the sets of people that know you the longest. 
Right. Um, and they know your quirks. They know a lot of things about you, if not all of it, a lot of things about you. Um, and I'm not saying that like you should continue having like a whatever relationship you have with you know your siblings. I think you should just you know just keep them in check because sometimes they are just. I mean, they're your kapatids. They're gonna fucking annoy you. They're going to make you mad. But sometimes they'll also like remind you that like we we got here the same way. Um, <laughs> let's just again like work together and just be a family, no matter how dysfunctional. It could be right um, wow this has really given me a lot to chew on um, so I hope everyone's taking care of their families um, sometimes I think when we are forced to parent each other um, sibling to sibling it can be dehumanizing and so you know let's let's think about our tone when we talk talk to each other um, and let's think about the impact of low blows uh, too <laughs> Yeah. Um, both sides. You know, I really like that um, Rose took accountability and was like, hey, on me too. <laughs> I threw them. Uh, I feel like in these conversations that we end up having with our siblings, we can see the toxic behaviors. And like, if you're willing to, sometimes it's okay to take on that role to, you know, be like, I don't want us to go down a bad toxic communication path because it's already been dealt to us for so long in our lives, you know, like, and that's something I have a discussion with my sisters. Like I want us to be a house where I don't feel like we have to put our heads down. I want us to be in a home where we can go ahead and talk to each other and like figure what was the issue rather than scream it out or physically fight it out, you know? And it really shows like how much you grow in these conversations and how much you still need to grow. Um, and on my end, I think it's okay to, I've got this advice about like algorithms and stuff. I think it's okay to delete, to take a pause, to step out of the room, um, because it can get physically dangerous in some homes. We're seeing the heightening of violence in homes and, you know, um, I can't tell you how many like um, people are really hurting um, in silent ways. So yeah, uh, take, consider your safety. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing, y'all. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, cause I, I guess that my, my way of not having beef with my sisters to not interact with them. I mean, if it has to come to that, <laughs> sometimes honestly. that's okay. That's the, right. that's the route, you know, silence. Right. That doesn't that's, have to equate violence. You're that's you checking yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you know, there, I think there was definitely a time when I was like in my early 20s where I like, I really wanted us to be like a cookie cutter American, white American, uh, like family, like to have this bond that you would see on like television. Like I wanted this with my sisters so bad. And I ended, like I would, I found those things in other people and in friends. Um, but I think like, I don't think that it was like terrible for me to want that from my sisters, but mm. I think it was like unreasonable for me to like expect it from them. Right. Um, especially given that we didn't grow up the same ways. 
um, and that we have very different opinions. Um, and I think like <laughs> now we just are polite to each other in um, public places. <laughs> it's pretty much <laughs> like in what, where it goes. Cause I like, I think that I can go on with my life um, and not have that like Hollywood fake version yeah. of a bond. Um, because like I have chosen siblings. Um, so like blood is thick, but it's also like, meh, <laughs> you know, that's good advice. <laughs> like, there's options. That's my good advice. My sister likes to say like, yeah, blood is thicker than water, but which one do you drink? So. Definitely not a vampire y'all. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm. All right, any closing words for our listeners, y'all? Next time we'll talk more about cup of tids. <laughs> I know. I feel like we when they hear this episode, it can get back at us. <laughs> I mean, we're on Spotify, right? So <laughs> maybe, maybe Main... they'll listen. Maybe they'll listen to us now that Spotify <laughs> has validated our existence as a podcast. Y'all, we're mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so weird to say that. <laughs> it's just, it just like what? What do you mean, mainstream? We're so mainstream that um, we're getting some inquiries online. Per oh what? god! Wait a minute. <laughs> we're, wrap, we're wrapping up with a what? <laughs> we're wrapping up with some some fan mail. Some someone sliding into the DMs. DMs want a I'm not, I'm not, real, I'm not real briefly I'm not before we end on this episode, we got to end on a high note. And somebody, somebody messaged us on Bruja Baddies Instagram and liked and commented on Rose's picture that she's beautiful, which yes, is a fact. But then got into the secret DMs, you know, because we ain't friends with this person and was like, girl, I don't think you could ever hurt anything. And I was like, hmm. He don't know. Um, <laughs> wait, um, is, is there a cash app involved? <laughs> I mean, like, like it can't hurt to go ahead and send me a couple of bucks, you know, just saying. <laughs> Support Bruja Maddies, but not, but I won't, this is not an OnlyFans account, I'm sorry. Ooh, right. get, your, get your platforms right. Get your you know, platform. like, no, no, like, that is one of the last resorts. Anyways, Moving on. Wait, wait. Okay. Was there was there other mail? Uh, uh, oh yeah. Um, so we get <laughs> we get um, tons of DMs, but another DM. Someone wants to do like research, which we're all for. If you haven't heard, we got friends who are academics and whatnot, and we are academics ourselves. But um, we don't need research that's body shaming or fat shaming. No, that have come through. So. Um, create a survey and like send that shit out more le legit instead of trying to look at our photos and making commentary about our bodies. We do not appreciate Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I had to go on a star note, but y'all like treat, treat people better in like life. Just, like just because this is a Brujas, Brujexes platform, does it mean that it's okay to openly treat folks like subhuman? Right. Please, it's too it's too much. Anywho, but we're we coming up strong. We coming out of here. We've survived our siblings. 
Surviving. <laughs> Surviving. Going All right. Well, this Post is me. Jean. This, this is Nicole. This is Rose. And this is Daniel. And again, we are a podcast uh, to magically disappoint our parents and most definitely our siblings. Hey. Bye. 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 Go to therapy. Ha, 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 ha.